What is going on? Brett McGrath here. Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I got Jonathan back on the program. Probably his longest hiatus not being on the show. He's been busy helping lead and push our company forward. I wanted to have him on to talk about the Silicon Valley bank of it all. There's a story behind it. There's communication involved. We all got paid, but I wanted to have him come on to share his story about that. And we launched Smarter Distribution last week for the juice, getting your content to the right people at the right time and have the ROI to prove it. So we talk a little bit about that launch. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a friend about Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. So I think we're a week removed from it, and I felt like now might be an appropriate time. I don't know if it's appropriate, but we're going to do it anyway to bring Jonathan back on the podcast. It might be your longest hiatus ever, so so welcome back. And we, we're going to talk about our launch that we did last week, but I also want to make sure, and we're going to kick things off by talking about a little uh, Silicon Valley Bank. I'm curious, action, I'm curious just in your world, like I'm sure it was a learning experience. It was a learning experience for us all, but maybe we start here. Why don't we get to, when you heard about the news and for everyone who's listening for the first time, Jonathan is our founder and CEO. So he is the responsible one of the group and managing uh, all the finances and making sure everyone gets paid and all that fun stuff. But I, wh- why don't you tell everyone where you were and what was going on in your head when that news dropped? Sure. Well, Brett, thanks uh, first and foremost for having me back. Uh, I was worried I had been Wally pipped a little bit, but we've got an awesome team. So it's awesome. You've been able to talk to other people. So yeah, uh, really interesting Interesting is probably not the right word. Scary and interesting um, experience for everybody who banks with Silicon Valley Bank. I would say, especially those businesses like ours, where uh, pretty much all of our capital was tied up in Silicon Valley Bank. I had a bit of a unique experience, uh, which I've shared with the team. Um, We're launching out of the High Alpha Venture Studio. Once a year, the Venture Studio gets all of their CEOs together for what they call EXO Summit. So that was last week. As all of this was unfolding, uh, I was in rural Wyoming with about 40 other CEOs of businesses, most of which uh, are either out of the High Alpha Studio or in the High Alpha Venture portfolio. So there was a lot of exposure to Silicon Valley Bank in that room. During the week, uh, so we were out there Wednesday through Friday, and I think like there started to be maybe some light, light rumblings of this on Wednesday. I guess it would have been the 8th and then Thursday, the 9th, it became a little louder to the point where uh, we actually addressed it as a group on that Thursday. And, um, you know, we were all figuring it out and it was really happening extremely fast. So I think there were some contingencies plans being made, some double checks, some uh, you know, collaborating, I would say, figuring out what other businesses are doing. But we all, a, a lot of us uh, kind of stood pat with uh, Silicon Valley Bank had been a great partner um, throughout its history. And uh, so a lot of us stood pat. And then Friday morning, uh, it started to get very real, very fast. And uh, again, maybe very scary for a lot of people. So um, I remember we were all sitting together. Again, we had a speaker on stage. Uh, who is presenting a keynote presentation. And that's when people's phones started buzzing. So that's when the nose broke that essentially everything with SVB was frozen. 
government and taking control, couldn't access funds, and just all of the news started to unfold there. I uh, can I pause you there and ask you yeah, a question? Uh, so when you you're sitting there watching a keynote, we can all visualize ourselves being in that position. And you're probably looking around and everyone's phones are buzzing and everyone's looking down and probably uh, interesting looks and expressions on everyone's face. And this being somewhat of an unprecedented uh, occasion, when you started to see like words like assets frozen and tweets and articles, like what were you thinking? Like what was going on in your head? Yeah, so we had done a good job as a group. And I think uh, through some guidance of others being, you know, there's not a lot of it is out of our control. So just literally focus on what you can control. Um, and I, I remember, so Friday morning, my finance partner had actually, he slacked me. This like happened literally like seconds apart. Uh, he slacked me and said, Hey, just letting you know, I'm going to wire a couple of payrolls into a new account so that we have access to it. And then like, so he slacked me that. And I swear like five seconds later was when the news like broke I remember I slacked. I think I broke the news to him. I was like, actually, I don't think we're going to be able to do that. I logged in, tried to do it, couldn't do it, couldn't even access the portal. But so, so to that point, the message had very much been like, like focus on the controllables. And I think we're all in, you know, pretty good spirits enjoying the event, but saying like, you know, there's a lot of this that is out of our control. There's just only so much we can do. So the, the keynote speaker was who was speaking, uh, their business was actually backed by SVB. And he like, so everyone's phone is buzzing. Everyone's looking down at their phone. Somebody does speak up and like kind of informs everybody who's not staring at their phone. And the keynote speaker even stopped and said, hey, I'm really sorry, but like, I have to deal with this. And so he put the mic down, walked off the stage. Uh, but that was, I mean, nobody was going to be paying any attention anyway. So then the room kind of scattered and everyone went to deal with it on their own. And I think, you know, controlling the controllables was still all anybody, all anybody could do about it. But that becomes a lot more frightening when how you're going to pay your employees becomes uncontrollable, when how you're going to close your round of financing becomes uncontrollable, when how you're, when and how you're going to uh, run out of capital becomes uncontrollable. Then it's a really uncomfortable situation and you have to start trying to figure out how to make the uncontrollable controllable. And so there was, you know, probably a couple of hours of a, of a lot of us scrambling um, as best we could, or at least communicating as best we could um, before we kind of regrouped as a team. And we ended up spending most of the morning talking about that topic. But at that point, there was still so much unknown. It was kind of controlling your own mental state and how you communicated with your team at that point. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about just like you were obviously very engaged and focused in, in probably a very atypical situation where you're around a group of people who are in the similar spot as you likely tied up with the same bank, there reached a point in all of this when you were like, all right, probably like the team is hearing things or seeing things. And it's probably, I should, although I can't control what's happening, I should probably send out a message and, or share whatever I'm hearing. So maybe like talk about like going through the process of getting to the point where you're like, all right, I find, I need to communicate this with the rest of the team. Yeah. So before it became like very serious and us not having access to our funds, there was a little bit of like, you know, does everyone on the team like need to know? Does it even matter? Do they care? But then once FDIC came in, it was, you know, all the news was talking about. And, and then we were unsure of accessing our funds. That's when it's like, okay, we need to tell the team. Uh, we need to communicate to the team. So Friday morning, like it became very clear. I needed to say something. The problem was there just wasn't much to say or do other than like, hey, 
you might or might not get paid next week. We don't have access to our funds. Like don't spend on anything right now. Like, and that's not like an update really that A, you want to send. And so we kept kind of waiting for, you know, what was the next step of the process so that we could share something hopefully more actionable or just better news in general. Um, and then I had one or two employees kind of reach out and just say, hey, like, is there anything we need to know or check in on? And then it was like, you know, I, again, at that point, I was planning to say something. I was like, I'm going to say something to the team before the end of the day. I mean, give it a little bit of time to try to gather more information and understand exactly what all of this means. Um, and then I hope you know, and I, I think you know, and I think it's something we've talked about previously. I'm transparent to a fault, try to over communicate. And um, that's what I tried to do from there. So sent a few updates Friday afternoon, and even some during the weekend as uh, everything was unfolding. Yeah, it was one of those updates, you know, you saw, I saw the buzz on all the social media channels. And then I saw the update from you. And when I read it, I was like, this situation is completely outside of the control of anybody here. And so all we can do is hope for the best and just move forward. So from my end, it was like one of those things, like, although it's a very rare situation, it's kind of like, don't let this distract you. Try to just keep business as normal and hope things end up working itself out, which they did end up working itself themselves out. So a, a tale to tell, I guess. Yeah, something I think we'll all certainly remember. I think, you know, I'm a big fan. I, I use the term already, like controlling the controllables. And uh, it gets really uncomfortable when there just aren't very many controllables uh, in and around you. But um, like you said, it, it kind of worked out or maybe not worked out is the right word, but decisions were made that I think were in the best interest of everybody involved. I think the the big question now that is unknown is kind of the long-term ripple effects. And that's where I think it's best for everybody involved in our team and other teams to like, you know, again, you can't do anything about the ripple effect if the economy reacts to it one way or the other. Um, you've just got to, you know, do what you do best. And uh, so that was kind of my message to the team on Monday. And uh, that's what we're trying to do here at The Juice. I want to close out with this one more on this topic before we move on to smarter distribution. But uh, there has, since The Juice has bit, opened its doors for the last two years, there's been a absurd amount of uncontrollable the events that have taken place throughout our life cycle. And we are still here to host a marketing podcast to talk about them, which is um, pretty interesting and cool. And it's just been a, uh, it's been a good experience. Nonetheless, I guess throughout all these twists and turns and who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, what as just like first time CEO uh, and leader of a business, like what's the biggest thing like you have learned from all of these uh, waves that have gone on? Man, yeah, I, you know, I shared with the team, we launched during a pandemic. Uh, there's a lot of social economic unrest, geopolitical unrest. There was a war, there's a recession now, and now a banking crisis. Like, you just have to be resilient. Um, I think, like, you know, this too shall pass. Uh, and we keep saying that, and we keep saying, surely, at some point, this is going to turn into a bull economy, and we're going to be off and running, and there's not going to be any distraction or anything. That's probably never going to happen. And, you know, to a degree, like this is what we all signed up for at a startup. If we if we wanted to work a boring office job, we wouldn't be at the juice. And for some people, that's great. But surround yourself with the right people and just be willing to put your head down and, and get to work. And I think that's, 
you know, at the end of the day, that's how sometimes I cope, whether that's healthy or unhealthy, but it is, you know, the, you still got to do the work. You can spend all day fretting or worrying about what's going on around you, but the work has to be done. Uh, nothing's going to move forward without doing the work. And so we've got a good team. We've got a hardworking team. And I think we've just got to keep going, keep being resilient and keep doing the work and putting points on the scoreboard and see what, see what's going to happen next. So there was for, for us, and I'll speak, I guess, on behalf of the rest of the team there, because of this, there was no stopping and we, we just had to keep going. We have, you know, new product being built. We have customers to be serviced, new sales conversations to happen, trying to grow our membership. We did an event. We've got a launch going on. So there's just like a tremendous amount of stuff happening. And I think uh, just good learning experience, just like get together as a team, just keep going business as usual. And one of those things, I think we're in the weird position right now because it hasn't happened, but it'll have happened by the time it goes live. But we're launching Smarter Distribution, which I'm very excited about because we've done some brand-oriented launches, but it hasn't been like sole focus on the modern day marketer and kind of what we can do for them. And it's taken just a team effort, a lot of different moving pieces along the way, but we are making that splash involving our customers. And um, I'm excited about it, about just making sure people kind of understand that the juice is more than just a place where you can go and level up your learning, but it's also a place you can go to distribute your content, make sure it gets in front of the right people at the right time and also uh, CROI on the back end. So those are the types of things we've been communicating about. But I guess like to me, this is a big moment just in our business and just like kind of forking the road and like looking at the updates to the website and the, the focus. You've been a part of kind of all of this, the, the maturation, the twists and turns. Like what, what do you think just like this news? And it's not just about launch day, but it'll be like the continued momentum afterwards. What do you think this moment means just in terms of like us moving forward and the communication and the services and the products that we're offering to brands who can leverage our product for content distribution? I think this is, you mentioned fork in the road. And I, I think similarly, like a, a bit of an inflection point for how we service brands. Uh, to this point, uh, we fought the cold start problem starting the business. And we we have, we had a good product, I think, when we launched. And, you know, since we launched, we've been adding on different use cases for how a brand can use our platform. And so actually what we're launching tomorrow as we record this, or probably yesterday as you listen to this, is there's there's one or two new elements to it, but a lot of it is things that were already in the platform. And I say that because, I, like I said, I think this is an inflection point of us understanding how to package, how to put together a set of features that, again, we've been adding on. And now we're understanding how it makes sense for our customers, what use cases we can solve, you know, product market fit, kind of the buzzy way to say, you know, um, you, you are confident in what you're selling and you can now scale it. Uh, you know, I, it really feels like we're really close, if not at that product market fit for brands. And this is just how we bring it all together and go even faster with it. So it feels like a really good kind of culmination of all of the work we've done in our business to this point for the brands that use our platform. And we're excited to share it with the world. So I'm on the other side of it today where I'm like, organizing and any marketer out there understands like you're involved in a product launch. There's a lot of organizing going on. And I think the one thing that stands out to me and just the spirit of you saying like package, like we're just like really just repackaging certain things in a way and communicating in a way that 
it resonates with a specific type of audience member. The thing that stands out to me about this launch is like assets, things we're doing, like we have so much social proof and so much, so many customer voices that are helping activate this message to the market. And that, I just want to like call that out because I think it's going to be really cool when it's on full display. But for me, like as the marketer, who's like trying to coordinate all of this, it presents an opportunity where it's like, we don't always need to just like go build new shit and ship it and launch and celebrate. But like, sometimes it's just like taking a step back and like analyzing what your product is doing and who it's doing it for and getting them on board to help launch this thing with you. Because I'm not sure if those customers didn't have access to some of these features prior to this launch, that the launch would get as much of attention as it does. So that was, that's, Behind the scenes, as I'm looking through all this, I'm like, this is pretty cool. Like, it's a new product. There's a, there's some old features, but now we have our customers to help wave the flag for us as we go into this. You can call it community building. You can call it social proof. But it's really awesome to know when you're launching something. It's not, this is what we think. This is what we built. This is how we use it. But it's really awesome to be able to launch something with, look at how your peers are using it and seeing success using it. That's really, really powerful. You know, whether it's a beta program or or like we've, we've done with a few different features and just kind of repackaging them. I would strongly encourage anybody going into or through a launch uh, to think about how you can weave in your your community and your users into it. All right. I want to close out with this one uh, from you, but like thinking about the undeniable changes that we all are going through as marketers. Um, you can talk about not getting headcount this year. You can talk about budgets and resources being cut. All of these things. You can talk about the bank. You can talk about people not wanting to buy right now. All these things are happening and we really don't have any control over it. I think the one thing that I continue to hear, and I was actually joking with another marketer about this earlier this week before a podcast recording is just like this do more with less mentality. Like we're saying it, everyone, everyone's freaking saying it's like the cliche thing going on right now, but it is true. So I'm curious just on your end with all these changes surfacing, everything happening. Like if you think about smarter distribution and what we're releasing, like how do you think we as a business and a new product attach and can help support some of those changes that are going on across the industry right now? So there are three things that I think are really critical to marketers right now. As I talk to a lot of them, you talk to a lot of them. I listen to you talk to a lot of them. Three things that keep coming up. Uh, Speed, how quickly can something be executed? The amount of lift that goes into executing it and the measurability of what you're executing. So Fortunately, um, I think the juice is well positioned for all three of those. Smarter distribution, we can implement you in less than two weeks. You can sign up for the juice and you'll start seeing results the next week. There's an immediacy there. Um, Marketers don't have to wait for a program to run or a campaign to run or stand something up. It is fast and marketers can feel the impact. You know, we think very good or they can measure and see how they can improve into the future. Again, very, very fast. The amount of lift all marketing teams right now are just, they're going through cuts, whether that's human or financial. Uh, And I would say even when things aren't as economically challenging as they are right now, marketers are always under-resourced or at least always feel under-resourced. And so how do you do something with less or do something, do more with what you already have? Um, How do you protect the marketer's bandwidth as they're managing so many different things? 
And again, I, I think we can help with that. And I, I swear I'm not trying to make this a, a sales pitch, but these are the things uh, that we've heard. And then re- repeatedly measurability. You and I have talked a lot about this with the economic challenges. Everything needs to have uh, an ROI or at least be tightly correlated to ROI. Uh, it's changed some of our packaging, some of our pricing, some of what we're working on. Uh, we want to help marketers who are feeling that new pressure or um, you know, maybe they don't have the expertise. Maybe they're not an attribution expert. We, it's important we make that super, super easy for marketers because that pressure is being applied to them from their peers, their superiors, the economy in general. So uh, those are the three areas that I think are super critical right now. And we ourselves are kind of anchoring around and I think has served us well to this point. Anything that was mentioned resonates with you, hit us up. We are real people and we'll have conversations with you one-to-one. Before I let you go, it is March Madness. Jonathan, you are a big basketball guy. Before this episode goes live, will your Purdue Boilermakers still be standing? This goes live on Friday? No, this goes live on Monday. Oh, man. So that's uh, Sweet 16. Yes. Boiler up, hammer down, hail Purdue. It is the season for optimism. Jonathan, thank you for sharing some stories. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, Brett. I always enjoy those conversations, giving you, the listener, a peek behind the curtain at what's happening at the Juice. Hopefully you found that one interesting and valuable. Make sure you go check out Smarter Distribution. You can find it at thejuicehq.com. You can message me on Twitter at Indy McGrath or hit me up on LinkedIn. My name, Brett McGrath. We will be putting out more content around distribution. There's exciting things ahead. Make sure you check out the conversation coming up on Friday. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. And we'll be back soon.